I greet you, listener. My name is Edna PH. I am a journalist working with one of Uganda's national newspapers. That is the New Vision. And I also do report for a local radio station called Arua One FM, which is based in Arua City. That is uh, the northern part of the country, which is West Nile region. I do write advocacy stories about the plight of women in land ownership. Ecological justice includes social justice, participation in decision-making, and sustainable use of natural resources and requires putting the economy in its place as a subsystem within the society. I have written stories on the environment, especially about the plight of women in land ownership and utilization. I do this through coverage in the communities and the judicial processes in the courts of law. Predominantly in our African tradition, especially the Lugbara and the Alur communities in West Nile subregion in northern Uganda, there is a myth that land still belongs only to the men and women are just utilizers of the land. Of course, we know this is an, an unfortunate scenario because the women are looked at as people who are married, they are just married off and they have to just come and probably tilt the land, cultivate on it and provide food for their children, whereas the men are the owners of the land. There is this particular story I did about the plight of women owning land in Daysab County, Pakwach District. The story explored the challenges women go through after the death of their spouses. Many of these women are sent packing after the death of their husbands in a bid to divert them from accessing property. The relatives start apportioning themselves land, forgetting about the women and their children. A good practice could be reporting the matters in the courts of law, but the judicial process takes long to dispense justice. To make matters worse, justice is expensive in Uganda because a litigant needs to pay colossal amounts of money to access justice. According to the justice system in Uganda, the law provides that the property of a deceased to the close family and his dependents. But this has not been the case, exposing women to hard situations of taking care of their children. However, even if there are those women that are given a leeway to own land, they will still be monitored by the relatives, which therefore portrays that the women are not entitled to land which is an unfortunate situation. However, with the stories that I have done, some women have sued their in-laws over land that their husbands left for them, which is a good thing despite the delayed justice. Some women have also asked their husbands to write wills that will give guidance in apportioning of land and other properties after the loss of their spouses. What I have investigated so far is that there are still many cases in the courts of law of women that have dragged their in-laws to court, though the cases drag for many years. I have realized that land cases still dominate all other cases in the courts of law in West Nile. For example, at Arua High Court, you find that most widows keep on following land cases where, of course, land was grabbed from them by, their, by the families of their husbands. Despite the Land Act stipulating that women are entitled to inherit land from their husbands, the community has adamantly refused to act. Accept. And that's why you find that in most of these land cases, the women have been dragged to court or they rather drag their, I should call them perpetrators, the families of their husbands to court. And you find very despicable situations in court where a man who happens to be the brother of the late husband to this woman does not even care about the children, the children of his brother. All he cares about is the property 
that his brother left and of course land. Few women still have access to land in both their matrimonial homes and at their parents' home, which exposes them to more suffering because they are not economically empowered to be self-reliant. Polygamous marriages have also contributed to land fragmentation, which deprives most of the women in those marriages from owning land. However, they are given small pieces of land to cultivate, which is insufficient to feed their families. While covering land-grabbing cases, I face challenges of physical threats, coupled with issues of identification. What my station gives me is only an identity card, which makes it hard for the warring parties to identify me in case of dire situations. This would have helped if I had a press jacket. I would not be facing such challenges. The challenges I face while executing my work include access to information, especially from the expert sources in courts of law. They tend to hide some information which could have set a precedence for achieving ecological justice. Some women also fear exposing the wrath of their perpetrators for fear of losing their homes and some of their properties, especially the illiterate women. This means there is need to, to have programs in place. For instance, Ngeta Media Association for Peace uh, has been having certain programs that, that speak about advocacy, especially for women's rights in property and land ownership. And in that, you find that the women openly speak about their rights and speak about their experiences and how they've suffered in the hands of their perpetrators. Of course, that is the family which I think has also prompted them to report most of those cases in the courts of law. I also lack some gadgets to enable me to do my work better, like a camera and a laptop, which makes it hard for me to submit my stories faster because I need to use my phone for everything. In places where I have some relations with the different conflicting parties, it is a challenge to blow up the stories. And in those situations, I have to use another party, a colleague from work, to do the story because of conflict of interest. But also, I face challenges of access to information. Most times it is hard to get information from people, and even the documented sources are hard to come by. Due to the physical and digital security training that I participated in, I have learned how to secure my phone, which I said I use it as the only gadget, of course. I use the phone for recordings and photography and sometimes videos. I dream to become a renowned journalist who uses stories to advocate for the plight of women who are victims of land grabbing. Right now, I have created networks through the Women Human Rights Defenders, which I hope to grow with time through vigorous advocacy. The dreams I have is to have communities that value women and accord them their rights of land ownership after the death of their spouses. I also envision communities where women know their rights and the law so that they can follow the right channels of accessing justice. I would like to live in a world where women are given freedom to inherit land from their husbands and even in their families. This will promote coexistence, especially with their children. It's to say that women do not suffer even after the death of their spouses. Mm -hmm.